Hey everybody, this is episode 97 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, sitting next to me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Yo, I was expecting a bigger intro, but you were completely <laughs> like anti-time. Like, he, he, if you can see, he like, he like, he was laying back and then as soon as I hit the record button, he jumped forward and went like, hello everybody. Got him. Yeah. Gotta keep you guessing, man. Keep up. So you've called this emergency podcast mm-hmm. to discuss a hot topic. Yes. Because our last podcast, you were like, oh, well, we'll talk about wrestling on the next one. But then some news came out this week that um, put wrestling to the uh, to the side. And it's uh, the report from the Hollywood Reporter that Henry Cavell is out as Superman. That's big, man. That that means so many different things. Um, one, it's shocking. It's very shocking because I liked him. I liked, I liked his performance as Superman in uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I had no problem with him in Dawn of Justice. He wasn't the biggest problem in that movie. No, no. Um, and he's, you know, he looks, he looks the part. Um, now, granted, you'll you'll never have trouble casting someone that looks the part of Superman. It's just, you know. Uh, that that'll always be there, but he's actually a good actor, um, and he seemed he seemed ready or not ready, but uh, he really seemed to be enjoying the role. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw his Instagram account. Uh, no, the day it happened, he posted this weird video of him with this like I, I don't know if it was a symphony, but playing in the background. But he's just in this dark room. There's a black screen behind him, and he's wearing like I think a black T-shirt or something. And he just start from the he just starts moving from the bottom of the screen. Uh, his action figure, oh. his Superman action figure, and this kind of sad, depressing music is playing, and he just says nothing, and that's it. It was really weird. So I mean, he's Damn obviously arts. not taking it well. Damn artsy, right? <laughs> It's weird. It's weird because it's just weird how it all came about. Because at first they're trying to get him into the Shazam movie as a cameo, but mm-hmm. he's already signed on to do The Witcher for Netflix, so it's a scheduling conflict. And now you hear reports that uh, Warner Brothers is trying to develop a Supergirl movie. Right. So of course, and like I think I read a report or something like either. Friday or Saturday that says it's going to take place in the 70s. Okay. Well, anyway, you're doing... It seems to be the thing. They're, they're, you know, these comic book movies are starting to do that more and more. They're having these period pieces. Mm -hmm. uh, Which are working. So why not, if you're you're Warner Brothers, if you're DC, why not give it a shot? Why not take take a stab at at your own period piece? I mean, it's working with with Wonder Woman, actually. They already have, I'm sorry. They've already done that, and it's it's and proven going, successful. Yeah, they're going back to the well with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Right. Um, I guess if you if you know one of your five movies is critically acclaimed and the other ones are kind of meh, mm-hmm. you go with what works. Um, also, reports said that they didn't have any plans to do a Superman movie for years. And it's like, well, if you're Henry Cavill, it's like you guys may not be planning to, to use me, but 
I'm still hot. I mean, he just came yeah. out in the last Mission Impossible movie. And like I said, he's doing his Witcher thing for Netflix. He's got to get his money while he can. Of course. And he can't be he can't be bothered with waiting with, um, you know, WB and uh, DC to get their act together. Yeah, he's, you know, he can't wait for, his, for a script that's not going to be, you know, around for a while. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big, I mean, it, it's a big story because, one, you, they also kind of, you, you've kind of learned what their, what, what DC's plans are for the next few years. The fact that they weren't planning on, you know, uh, scripting a, a new Superman movie in, in the near future. The fact that they were looking to go in this other direction with Supergirl. Um, it's all very revealing and very telling for perhaps a um, perhaps they finally con conceded that they need to go in a different direction. They need to start branching out to their other characters, their other properties, and see if they can uh, see if they can strike gold with that. Because, unfortunately, because of... Well, I mean... Well, I have a problem with DC's plan because, to me, there doesn't seem to be a plan. It seems like every couple of weeks they announce, oh, we're this movie about, you know, Supergirls in development or Lobo or uh, Birds of Prey and Nightwing. And they talk about it, but it's like you look at what's actually happening and it's like, okay, are these movies ever getting off the ground? Because a report, uh, not a report, but a story came out from, um, who's the guy who plays Cyborg? I don't know. Oh, Lord. Now I gotta look him up. Ray, I wanna say Ray Fisher, is that his name? Yeah, Ray Fisher. So basically, he came out and said he wasn't sure the Cyborg movie was gonna be made because it's so, it's, it's gonna be so expensive. Right. Because Cyborg, it, there's no practical suit, his entire body is CGI. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, well, that was supposed to come out, you know, in two years, in 2020. Is that going to happen? And they've still been talking about this Green Lantern movie. I know there was talks to have, uh, what's his name? Tom Cruise? Oh, I just Hal, heard that recently. As Hal Jordan? Oh, my gosh. Everybody wants in on superhero movies. I understand, but, like, if you're trying to make a franchise, why not try to, you know, go after a guy who's in his, like, 20s or 30s so you can, like... Well, keep it going for well keep not only that but like if he's in other movies you see him it's like oh it's such and such from it's uh it's uh Hal Jordan from Green Lantern I wonder when the next Green Lantern's movie coming in when they people see him in other movies they automatically connect him with your movie right and another thing let's be real mm -hmm. look and all you know look WB whoever's putting these movies out they've got the money don't get me wrong. That's one of the largest movie studios in the world. But the reality is, these movies aren't making money. So why would you decide? Oh, let's 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 have a two hundred million dollar movie budget, and let's put twenty million of that into one guy, Tom Cruise, where you. Probably get a cheaper a guy. I mean, obviously, you can get a guy, a cheaper actor who, like you said, is someone that you can build off of and 
introduce to the world. You know, create a new star. It's not just about creating a successful franchise. It's creating stars. It's the you know we, we talk about that with wrestling all the time. It's this lack of stars and, and going back to the the old well one too many times. Let's take let's take a shot. I mean, it worked for Christopher Reeve. It worked for um, Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. So why not? Why not take a shot on a, a an unknown? And it's not and it's it, it's not a big risk financially either. Because if you spend twenty, twenty five million, thirty million dollars on on Tom Cruise and it's a financial you know, it, it's not a success, you know, is it is it really worth Tom Cruise? And even if it's you know, it sells well, that just means next movie Tom Cruise's price goes up. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm I agree with you 100%. Go get some young, some young guy that you can, you know, like uh like I hate to say Marvel, but like when Marvel went, went and got Chris Evans, he would made a couple of movies but nothing to what he's made in Captain America. Mm-hmm. And now I think about it, has he done any movie except Captain America? <laughs> he's pretty much been locked down by Marvel oh. these past 10 years. Which hey, Oh no! Well, he he did like a Broadway show or something like that. He's okay. doing other things, but um, but hey, you know if they're paying him enough, why not? Yeah, that's true. Um, I think the biggest problem that we have when it comes to DC, DC, WB, and the DCEU is like they don't understand their characters. I mean, if like if you if you're if you're doing Batman as a single brooding loner mm-hmm. in 2018, it shows you haven't paid attention to the comic books in years. I mean, he has an entire family, of the entire Bat family around him, from all the Robins to, you know, Barbara Gordon to Batwoman. And it's like, like he's not that lonely guy anymore. And that's, it's like, the, the movies are like stuck in like, Especially the the Zack Snyder ones, they're like, it's not the DC universe that we have in the comics right now. It's like some kind of off-brand injustice. Everybody's just angsty and dark and brooding, mm-hmm. and that's not what DC comics are. And this comes from a man who reads. You know, I read the DC comics. I'm not. They're not. I'm not as big as into them as I am Marvel, but I still enjoy reading like. Um, uh, Tom King's Batman, it's so good it should be illegal. Like, <laughs> like, like he's only been writing for I think he said like two years, and it's ridiculous how good he is in these books. But first and foremost, DC has WB has to understand what the comics are about before they can make movies about them, and they're failing on that. They just gave it to Zack Snyder because he makes. Style, stylist movies because stylist movies that well yeah three hundred what was that one movie with all the women in it um three hundred had the Watchmen they had another movie and they were like beautiful to look at but if you actually watch them and pay attention to you know the script or any well the Watchmen right? was good because it was off it was based off of the actual graphic novel itself mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, I mean, where Marvel is, they 
they kind of have the same producers throughout. So they kind of get the whole properties. They get understand. Feel like they understand these characters a lot better. And that's why you have these really good movies being put out. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt that, that they have people that are still involved in Marvel Comics, you know, producing, or, you know, serving as producers on these films to kind of have their input as well. Or I feel like DC just doesn't have, you know, they're... DC and WB are... Well, I guess because they were, you know, they were built off of WB. Um, you have a movie studio trying to put together a comic book movie, whereas Marvel is now they have it's it's a it's a comic book comic book movie studio putting together comic book movies, and that goes to who's in charge. Uh, Jeff Johns, who is the producer and in charge of the DC movies, when he came up, he learned to be a director, so he knows how to direct. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Kevin Feige, who produces the, the MCU, when he was coming up, he was a, an underneath producer, so he learned how to produce. And there's a big difference between producing a movie or producing a world and just directing one. Mm -hmm. And that's something that that Marvel has up on DC. We ought to be thankful because it could have been the other way. And then we've been sitting here having these, why can't Marvel get their act together? They had Jeff Johns instead of Kevin Feige. Right, and Marvel from the jump knew, had a plan in place. Mm -hmm. DC is just kind of planning it out as, it, as they go along. Yeah, because... With Iron Man, they knew this was going to be the start building towards... The Avengers. Yeah, and even if one or two movies don't go the way we expect, they they don't make the movie money. We're still going to the Avengers. We're mm -hmm. still going to end phase phase one. DC's is is more react. react they're more. They're just reacting to the tie. It's like okay, we got this this these three movies. Oh crap! This one completely bombed. We got to change everything. Right. Stay. They're not staying the course. Oh. <sighs> Well, next question I, I want to ask you: Where does DC go now? I mean, Cavill's gone, and there are rumors that Ben Affleck is gone too. He won't be in uh, the Batman movie. Mm -hmm. So what? What happens next? Why? Well, it seems like they're they're just going to put those two characters on ice for right now, and. I guess they figure. Let's try. Let's let's go in a new direction. Let's let's put the focus on Wonder Woman now, on Shazam, on Aquaman, and, and Supergirl. You know, I think it's. I and, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I feel like they're finally realizing that. Oh, we have all these other characters. Why not? Why have they been dormant for so long? The only, the only thing to say that if people haven't been coming out to see your big characters, what makes you think they're going to come see your D, your B and C list characters? Well, I think you can argue that with Batman and Superman, it's, I mean, those movies have been put out for 
45 years now. You've seen, you know, you go through these cycles, essentially. And after a while, it's like, okay, we get it. We know these characters. Um, but, look, you know, look, we're looking for something new. And look what happened with Wonder Woman. I mean, look how successful that was. So why not give the, the you know, the the V-level character, or the, you know, the the JV squad a, a shot? What do we have to lose? <laughs> really don't have anything to lose. Uh, so, okay, so going with the V-level. So let's talk about the movies they have coming out. So you have Aquaman coming out later this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, am I the only person concerned that they decide to put it out in December and not, you know, in the summer? In the summer. Well, are there any Marvel movies coming out next summer? Next summer? Yeah. Now I'm talking about why it didn't come out this summer. Uh, because of Infinity War. You have to compete. You, I mean... Look, it's they're they're taking a they're, they are taking a, a risk. Um, Wonder Woman again was successful, but at the same time, you can't go head to head with Marvel right now. You just can't. And if that movie had come out during the summer, head to head with Infinity War, we'd be talking about a lot of different changes. Probably more than just Henry Cavill is out as, as Superman. Um, I think it's. I don't think it's a bad idea to put to put Aquaman later in the year. So Aquaman is uh, the U.S. release date December twenty first of this year. Do you know when the last DCEU movie was? It was last year with. Uh, Justice League? Yep, November 17, 2017. That's an entire year they take it off. But it might it it might work because everybody was down on, on Justice League. Mm. And then they saw the trailer for Aquaman and people were kind of like, okay, cool, now I got something to look forward to. Maybe they'll get it right. So maybe stretching it out and Delaying it as long as they have is maybe it'll it'll be worth it in the end because people are do seem excited for it in a way that they weren't for Justice League when those trailers came out. Okay, and okay, so Aquaman, like I think we I can say 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 we both enjoyed the trailer. We thought it was yeah, it's the brightest DCE movie I've ever seen. Sure, um, I still have. Questions about Jason Momoa's acting ability because he seems to only be able to do either uh, super tough guy like <laughs> Game of Thrones or his dude bro thing that he does as Aquaman. Right. Uh, but you know, I let it go. And then okay, so after Aquaman, they have Shazam, and that's next year in April. When does it uh, Avengers Four come out? Is it is it May? Probably may. Uh, let me look at it. I was hoping you knew, but let me Google. Uh, 
Talk, man. Talk. Why Google? It's uh, May 3rd. May 3rd. So that's a good time. April. It might... Um, it might surprise a lot of people, I think. It seems, it seems like one of those characters that will come out of nowhere and do moderately well. And it's and they're not look, they're not taking a big risk. Like Jason Momoa is a pretty big star. He's he's his star is, is still rising mm-hmm. from you said Game of Thrones, from Justice League and now he's you know, he's got his own Aquaman movie and you know, he his his profile is, is pretty high right now and it's it's only rising. Again, you're not taking a big risk with Zachary Levi. So Sure, it's not gonna make. What TV show is he on? Uh, Chuck. Chuck. Okay, I was thinking in my head, Dave. That does sound right. Some sing- singular name. Yeah. Uh, look, it's not gonna make a billion dollars, and you know, shouldn't expect it to. So even a anything over two hundred fifty million dollars, I think, is uh, it's a good outcome. For this franchise, and it's a good start for the franchise, and it kind of, it, you know, hopefully it'll, it will, it will um, ensure that the studio doesn't give up on this character just after one movie. Two hundred and fifty. That what you're going with? You know, let's see. I wonder if they have the. Um not the box office. What's it called? The budget. Well, yeah, okay. That to a friend with so two fifty might be low because of the budget. I mean, when you put in, uh, it's not here, but when you put in, you know, superhero movies, you see, you know, you got CGI. I would say the budget's probably around one twenty, under twenty million. Okay, so so then a three hundred million dollar. Box office total, I think, would be successful enough for the studios to not give up, give up on the franchise. And you have to, at this point, DC is so far behind in the game that you have to take these, you have to take smaller victories. You have to take these smaller victories in order to gain gain momentum. So you said how much? Three hundred million? Yeah, I'll say three hundred million. I, would, oh. I said two fifty originally, but I'll I'll say three hundred million. All right. So Justice League made worldwide a little bit over six hundred and fifty million dollars. Worldwide? Yeah. Wow. So I mean, if you have a secondary, well. Thirdary, I don't know how to tertiary gentleman like Shazam. Thank you, college boy, with your big words and your fanciness. Um, tertiary character like Shazam make three hundred million worldwide. Man, I don't know if that's a success for them. I'd have to, you know. Again, it all depends on the budget. Yeah, you're right. So let's see, domestically. Justice Justice League made two hundred. Let's say two hundred thirty million dollars. 
But again, uh, like I said, it, it's all about taking these these small risks that um, won't lead to big rewards, but I think will lead to more victories than than they've had in a while. If that makes any sense. <laughs> this is a low-ass bar we have for them. Well, you have to. I mean, you have to at this point because everything they've done since Man of Steel is, with the exception of Wonder Woman, is not working. Yeah. You have to set the bar low. You, you know, it's crazy for anybody to to expect DC to finally get it right after just one movie. You have to set the bar low. You have to be aiming for small victories. You can't aim for the the home run. You can't swing for the fences right away with you know all of these movies. You have to build momentum. You know what hurts the most about watching how this how bad the DC has treated their film franchise. It's just watching them get beat up by of all people the Avengers. When we were kids. People didn't read the Avengers. You read Spider Man. You read read uh, the X Men, Fantastic Four, and I can prove all this, you know, because when Marvel's going bankrupt, those are the properties they sold off for movies, right. and they couldn't sell off any of the Avengers. <laughs> That's the reason the MCU happened because they couldn't sell off people like Iron Man and Captain America and Black Panther, and it's just it's ridiculous to see. It's not ridiculous. It's crazy to see characters that you know. You saw on TV all the time. You saw them on um, Saturday morning cartoons with the Batman the Anime series, the Superman series, and then the Justice League and all this stuff. And they're just getting beaten down to a pulp. It's crazy. It's crazy town bananas. So go back to Justice League. I'm just talking about the money. Do you uh, domestically, just in America, $229 million. Do you want to guess how much the Ant-Man and the Wasps made? Probably three hundred fifty. Oh no, two hundred fifteen million. Ant Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. are only what is that like? It's only been out for a month. Yeah, right. A little. How long has it been out? Ten weeks. Seventy-one days. It's almost, It's fifteen million away from passing it domestically. <laughs> Ant Man and the Wasp. Are you getting uh, some more tertiary characters? The thing about Marvel is, and another thing, it's like these characters that nobody wanted at the, at, wanted at the time. Um, if you look at, if you compare yeah. Tony Stark to Bruce yeah. Wayne, we mean nobody because Punisher and Daredevil got sold off of Ant Man. But so look at look at the properties that really, got yeah. sold, and at the time they were sold, mm-hmm. Punisher, Daredevil, Spider Man, because you. Because Spider-Man has had so many villains that that were cool that you could kind of build around as well. Yes. Um, the X-Men because they're always you know the X-Men are what started it all. Uh, fantastic, you know X-Men and Fantastic Four. But if you compare, say, Bruce Wayne to Tony Stark, both are billionaires. 
both are billionaires. And then where where it diverges is that Bruce Wayne is his brooding, leave me alone. I don't I don't want to deal with anybody. And Tony Stark is this. Hey, look at me. Mm-hmm. I'm Tony Stark. I'm a billionaire. I'm a so Tony Stark. When when you're able to finally put together a movie around that character, it gives you so much. Um, it, it gives you so much freedom for the character to be this guy who is a womanizer, is you know spending money here and left and right, uh, loves to party, you know. And then on top of it's that, it's a more enjoyable and fun movie. It is, and on top of that. Casting a guy who lived that lifestyle <laughs> and had the reputation that a comic book character actually had, you know, it, it, it worked. And then from there, you you don't need... And, and also, Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne are very similar in the sense that they're... Try, they're trying to remain low key, but with the Marvel characters, it's like you've got Tony Stark, who is you know all about the attention. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you can't do that. You can't replicate that. But and also you don't need that. So you can also go opposite end of the spectrum with um, with the Steve Rogers, a, a, a humble man that. You know, is only looking out to do good and, and isn't in it for himself. You know, you've got, um, and then you know, you've got the crazier characters. You know, you know the more, um, you know, characters that are really more, you know, comic booky. You know, a Norse god and a and a guy who, you know changes from human to monster, you know, that kind of stuff. But, so you have all, you have this wide range of colorful characters that now in the, you know, at the time, the mid-2000s, are what people, I think, were looking for. Because you'd already seen the, the brooding Batman movies. And you'd also seen the... The Batman movies that were too cartoonish. And that left a bad taste in people's mouths with, you know, the, the Bruckheimer movies. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like you have the opportunity with Iron Man and with Captain America to be comic book comic booky, but not but in a realistic setting. In a realistic setting that um, isn't brooding. I don't know if that makes sense. So that's what worked for, for Marvel. Is that they had this wide range of characters that nobody wanted, apparently. <laughs> and it's like, well, let's... And also, hey, let's give it a shot. What do we have to lose? They made billion-dollar movies off of ragtag characters no one else wanted to buy. Right. That's crazy. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you is um, what would you do if you were in charge of if you were in charge of DCU? Step down and go <laughs> <laughs> say I'd say to Quincy you handle it. I don't 
I'm out. I've already left my letter of resignation. Okay, so let's change that. <laughs> yeah, you're fighting. Drawer. Yeah, the drawer is currently on fire. Uh, let me change that. So, let's say you were in, in charge after uh, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. So what do you do next? Um, I think you. I think you go with the sequel and try to introduce a new foil, a new villain, and then you kind of. You gotta work your way, like, yeah. I don't know. But what I do know is that I wouldn't have gone from Super, from Man of Steel straight to Justice League, because that's basically what they did. They went from Man of Steel to Batman and Superman, Dawn, Batman, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, which basically was a Justice League movie, straight into Justice League. Mm. Look how many movies it took Marvel to, to get to the Avengers. It took, what, three movies? Three individual movies? More than that. Though. Three or four? Oh, you're making me have to think. To the Google machine. Two Avengers movies. Uh, two, I'm sorry, two Iron Man movies. Four. Hulk. No, that... Again, maybe. Yeah, that Hulk was before Avengers. That's the, um... What's his name? Ed Norton. Yeah. Was that tied into... The bill? Okay. I, yeah. I forgot. I, I haven't seen Because remember, so they, they changed, they went to Mark Ruffalo and the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America. I mean, it's four or five movies that build towards this big payoff. And they went straight for the payoff. They got, you know, they got too anxious. So that's what I would have planned it out or, you know, Made the fans wait a little more. You know, build delayed, the anticipation. Delayed satisfaction. Right. Okay. You? Uh, okay, so after Man of Steel, I've given this thought. So, after Man of Steel, uh, let's see. So, after after the movie, we have, you know, your end credit scene. So, Clark is in his apartment. There's a knock on his door. Mm-hmm. It's Bruce. And he says, I need your help finding this woman. And it's a picture of Diana. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just a reporter. And he's like, I know who you are, Clark. They don't call me the greatest detective for nothing. <laughs> and so that leads us to the next movie, which I would call The Trinity, where they're hunting for Wonder Woman because she has something that'll help them fight off and keep, you know, block the earth from whoever, Dark Side or whatever, someone's coming. And they need her help. And so this, the reason, I even thought about the reason that Bruce is teaming up with Clark is because this is just after Jason Todd dies. Okay. So he, he does, he's in the midst of training, um, oh, what's this third Robin's name? Damn it. After Jason Todd, it's Dick Grayson, Jason Todd. Who's the third guy? I don't. Oh, you're ter- You're supposed to be Mr. DC over here. You're killing me. But see, this is the folks. This is the difference between a comic book fan like DQ and a comic book movie fan like me. 
Oh, this is gonna annoy the hell out of me. Who came out to chase his hut? Well, anyway, he's training him, but he doesn't 100% trust him. He's still mourning Jason, so he goes to Clark for help. And they find her. They um, they were together. They stopped it. But there is a scene in that movie where, you know, she's sharing stories of her life. Mm-hmm. And one of those, those stories is Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, there. I just gave you three movies right there. Uh, are you Googling this? Yeah, we've got to figure out who... Jason, Jason Todd... Tim, Tim Drake. Drake. That's right. God. Totally forgot about Tim Drake. But see, I like that you have this You have this plan in place. Like, It makes sense, and it's something that sounds interesting that I would want to, like, you know, I would want to invest time into. As, as a fan, as a, as a person who goes to watch those movies. Oh, yeah, so there'd be this Man of Steel, then you got the Tranny movie, Wonder Woman movie, which is like... Cause, because they would... In the Tranny, they would catch up to her and like they would like... She would like tell them stories about her lives. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, one of those movies... One of those stories would be the Wonder Woman movie. So there's three movies right there. I'd have one, a Bat Family movie. And then probably another Superman movie before I... Before. Oh, well, you know, and also, I would have done a, an Aquaman movie. That, see, that's the thing. They introduced all these characters in Justice League mm-hmm. without having their own movie or any reason why you would want to watch them. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, you had Thor, you had Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk. Hulk. Or the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. because Hulk was the angly one that... We don't talk about anymore. We don't talk about. Um, but all those characters had their own movies before they got together for this team up. Before they got together for the Avengers. Yeah, so you got all the got all the other characters. Hawkeye was in Thor. Right. Uh, uh, Black Widow was in uh, Iron Man, Man Two. 2. Mick Mick Fury. Nick Fury was in the first Iron Man in the cut in all the ensue. Yeah. And same thing with Phil Coulson. I almost said R.I.P. And, you know, Loki was, was in... Uh, Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a familiarity, you have um, an interest in these characters already that leads to the big payoff. Mm-hmm. It's like I saw a, a glimpse of Aquaman in, in Dawn of Justice. He didn't even say anything. He just looked at the camera and swam away. Uh, you yeah, you only got like images of these characters, Cyborg and the Flash. It's like, well, that's it. That's all I have to. That that Not two only seconds. You get images. You also got their their logos, which made no sense. That two seconds of screen time in one movie is supposed to want me to like. See them, you know. I, yeah, it, that two seconds supposed to make you care about these characters, right? And, and care that they that they team up together. Yeah, I'm more interested in them on their own and mm-hmm. seeing how they handle being a superhero on their own before I am wanting to see, wanting to see them get together. Because what if what if the Flash is just a bum and 
you got to rely on him. You don't know if he's if he's a guy that you can rely on your team. Mm-hmm. Put him in a movie, you show that he, he can be a superhero. It's like, okay, cool, you know he's going to... He's he's gonna only take care of you know help take care of business with the rest of these guys. Yeah, let me, cause it's hard to get, you know, how many in- people did they introduce in Justice League Four? All of them. No, I mean that we didn't already know. It was Cyborg, um, Flash, Flash, Aquaman, Aquaman and it wasn't anybody else. One woman. We're a new one. So you introduced three new characters. That's three new personalities that you got to learn about within two and a half hours. Mm. Oh, we also have this whole, we have to bring Superman back, and we have to do, we have to fight the bad guys, make sure they're playing the work, and we have to set up the bad guys' motivations. We have to do all that in two and a half hours. And if you, I mean, I know it's, we keep going back and forth on Marvel, but like, Marvel was building up towards the whole Tesseract arc. Mm -hmm. That started in the first movie. So you had an idea of what was going on each step of the way. So you didn't really need to spend a whole lot of time with the motivation behind the villains. Kind of had a you could kind of piece together what was what they're you know what they were aiming for. Ah, hundred percent. You're so smart. DC. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know that. They're like, trying. All I can do is shrug my shoulders. Yeah, they're trying. It's just... They're trying. That's all we can say. Anything else you got on the man? Um, bring back Cavill? <laughs> I don't know. I keep calling him Cavell for some reason. I'm yeah. Make him fancy. I'm sorry. Bring back Cavill. Yeah. His I, agent came out and tweeted out, oh, basically saying that it wasn't true and they're still talking things out, but... I didn't know about that Instagram video. That really seems like it settled already. Possibly. Who knows? But hopefully, hopefully it, you know, the door hasn't closed on that relationship. You know, um, he's he's still young enough. He's still capable enough to handle that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having to recast him. And even having to recast Batman, even having to having to replace Ben Affleck so soon, I think you know it's always going to set that 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 universe back. It's only going to set it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we've been trying to make a case for the B team, the JV squad, whatever you want to call it, the secondary characters that are finally starting to emerge. In their own movies and whatnot, and in the universe, you still need Batman and Superman to shoulder the load. You know, you, you, you do. And having to start over with two new guys as these characters is, again, it just it just feels inconsistent and very um, unsettling. I think in a way. Congratulations to Dwayne Johnson. He outlasted Henry Cavill without being in one movie. He what? Oh. He outlasted Superman without being in one movie. <laughs> He's been Black Adam for about seven years now. Right? <laughs> He'll get there. We'll get to him eventually. We'll see. 
Yeah. All right. Anything else, my friend? No. Thanks for tuning in, as always. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, watch football. You currently have your fancy team up on the TV screen. Yeah, I gotta check the my score. Uh, it's all terrible. And uh, Hell in a Cell tonight, so that should be fun. Yeah. All right. Twitter. I still forgot. I still haven't looked. I I'm really, gonna have you write it down. I need to. On your arm so you can look at it. <laughs> anyway, I am at Quinn underscore two eighty eight. Um, hopefully we'll have this out today or tomorrow. But that's it. We will be back next week with something else to talk about. Maybe we'll get. We'll, maybe we'll actually get to wrestling this time. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. we'll talk some baseball because oh, yeah. you know it's getting towards the end. Things are getting good. And yeah, the season's almost up. I think we got like two weeks left. Yeah, that's it. All right. And we're on the March 200 episodes. We're after this one. Two more after this. Yes, sir. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.